Yeah, well, anyway, I, I asked Pastor Kim to come up because it is Mother's Day, as you know, and uh, she's just full of wisdom. And uh, she's got, she's a, she's a spitball. She's a fireball. Even Caitlin was talking about, I just, I'm, I'm just saying, man, she's, I love watching when she gets, well, anyway, she's passionate. She can't, if she couldn't use her arms, she'd be like, uh, our youngest daughter gets that from her because yes. I don't think she can talk without using her arms. It's always, I mean. I think but. it's because we're short and we have to do something to get. I'm not even kidding you. I've had people run into me. Like the doors at the store won't open until I'm right up to the glass because it doesn't detect me. I don't know. That's nothing you needed to know. But <laughs> other than I have to be boisterous and, you know. Yeah. She was okay. a cheerleader. <laughs> So, yeah. yes, but happy Mother's Day, moms. Um, Pastor asked me to say something that's on my heart, and I never want it to come from me because my words, you know, there's no power in my words, but there's power in the words of the Lord. Um, so something that just a word he gave me was hope. He and, and hope, I guess, how I grew up, or do you feel the same way? Hope is like, I hope it, I hope, you know, like, mm, it may or may not. Fingers do you all crossed. feel the same way? But biblical hope, the definition of biblical hope is confident expectation. So when we say we hope, you know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So I just want to give you um, encouragement. I want to, you can have joy in peace in this life and the older we get the more things that happen you know life is life but it's not supposed to be well i love ecclesiastes and it says in there and this really hit me between the eyes one time don't say why were the good old days the good old days so it says that in the bible you know Oh, Grandma, tell me about the good old days. Well, you know what? These are the good old days, and we have to know that we have hope in the That's future good. because we serve a big God. Yes. And if we believe, things are going to get better and better, and we hang on to hope. We anchor our hope ourselves in his word. And we were listening to a sermon today on the way to church called, What Did God Say? So I want to encourage you. What did God say? When you feel depression come over you, when you feel hopeless, or you know that gut feeling like you feel like you've been, or you get bad news, what did God say? Seriously, do you think God is sitting there whispering that in your ear? Bad news? Like, eh, you know, it's going to get worse. No. What did God say? That's because good. I'll tell you, it's the enemy. It's the culture that we live in. When we look at the news, whatever we feed on, this is something the word says too, whatever you feed on grows. Whatever is in you, if you're constantly watching or listening to something that's not the word, I want to encourage you, get in the word. Listen to good uh, teaching. Listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. You need hope. But hang on to the word because his word never fails. And, and then I'm done. I love that song. Don't you tell me he won't do it. I know I start getting, I'm like, Lord, I don't want to get up there and start stomping my foot and being all, you know, I don't know. But that's just me, isn't it me? It is. Yeah, I, oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I'm just saying, don't you tell me he can't do it. So when that comes against you or fear comes against you, talk back to the enemy. Talk back to whatever thoughts. You, you turn around. I would love to see in the spirit sometimes, like, don't you tell me he can't do it. I wonder what, I wonder if the enemy's like, whoa, I didn't expect that, you know. Start speaking the word because when you resist the That's enemy, good. he will flee. So don't you tell me he can't do it. That's right. good. Oh, hooray. 
She's amazing. You know, sometimes when she gets riled up, I want to, whoever she's going after, I want to be like, you're on your own. <laughs> no, oh, yes, okay, yes. <laughs> See that? I don't go after people. <laughs> well, let's give a round of applause to all the mothers in the building. Hallelujah. Let's welcome our online crew. God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in all over different states around uh, these great United States. And we live in a, in a different time frame, don't we? I mean, we live in a time when I grew, I mean, like now everything, you walk into a store, they're giving you, they're giving you antibacterial squirt stuff. Put your hand there. I'm watching little kids go. <laughs> when I grew up, you know what my antibacterial wipe was? My mom's spitting in a Kleenex and wiping my face. That was mine. You know, all those kind of things. We have all of this stuff because the culture has changed. So many, we become more aware, so to speak. And there is, uh, you might have heard of a woke culture. Anybody heard of that? And it's trying to do away. Listen to what they're trying to do away with. Mother's Day. Father's Day. Anything like that. Uh, they have, there's a rep in Congress that says you can't use the word mom anymore or mother's. Or fathers, or whatever, you know, mother, father, daughter, sister, brother, uncle, aunt. It needs to be parent day. Give me a break. I mean, there's all kinds of things. You can't celebrate Christmas anymore. It just has to be happy holidays. Because the culture has woke up. Today, we're not doing that. We're going to talk about moms today. Come on. And, and listen, I'm going to go further. Not those that dress like a mom and try to act like a mom and they're guys. I'm not talking about that. Did he just say that? You better believe I did. Come on. <laughs> the Bible says that marriage is between a man and a woman. Isn't that awesome? I mean real moms. In the world today, you might be just one person. But to one person, you may be the world. I want to give uh, some Mother's Day stats this morning. And I, I want all the mothers to know, you know, you have great position in God's eyes. You have great value. One study says the average mom has on her to-do list 28 items before she ever gets out of bed. 28 items when she wakes up in the morning. And the average mom works 94 hours a week and should be paid for 120. Most of the moms like, I'd just like to be paid for the 94. would <laughs> be good. How many diapers does it take to get a child from birth to potty trained? They did a study. <laughs> 7,000. And that's per child. All the dads are like, I know I pay for those. Yeah. I get it. Now, this is a true story. I'm just reporting the news. There's a company, I guess, that will potty train your child for $950. And if it takes two days, it's $1,750. Get a discount. <laughs> something about electric shock treatments or something. <laughs> oh. Let me just say this. Moms, you probably, you, you might not think you're getting paid for what you do. But Pastor Kim and I want you to know you're so important. And what you do, God sees. And she was trying to state that every little thing that you do, 
My, my wife is so special to me and to my children. You know, you might say, well, you know, was she perfect? No, she's not perfect. I'm not perfect. Nobody in here is perfect outside of Jesus. But she made life exciting for them. She celebrated moments that were just amazing. When they lost their first tooth, we had a happy tooth party. She made a cake. And we, I mean, it was just, you know, and they, instead of pin the tail on the donkey, I got tired of getting stuck. It was, she, would, she, had a, she drew a big face with a big mouth. I had to do it because I was the artist, and the mouth opened, and the kids had teeth, and they were blindfolded and put the, you know, but she made it a big deal and a big day. Uh, and I believe that being a mom is a priority to God, and that role you play is so valuable. And I think the culture's wrong. The culture's wrong. Now, I've been into a, a store, and they're, they're open to this day, and they will allow men to go in women's bathrooms. That's wrong. In my opinion, you can say what you want and give me hate mail. I do not care. If my wife has to use the restroom and we're even in that store, I will stand by the door. And I double-dog dare you to get by me if you're a male. Because I'll be like, hey, you can go in there in just a second because she's in there. And if you're going in, so am I. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make his space very uncomfortable. That's just me. But let's look at the Bible, okay, because I'm, I'm just being me. Proverbs 1.8, my child, listen when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instruction. In this passage, the words instruction and teaching, if you look at the different versions, are different meanings. In Hebrew... Uh, instruction means this, chastisement, reproof, warning, instruction, restraint, correction, discipline, rebuke. This saying, listen to your father's authority, means his position, what he holds in the home. Represents his authority in the household, and he is to maintain that. You know, I, I, I've known a lot of people in my life, I'm sure you have as well. If there's a noise in the middle of the night, who gets up to go check it? Usually the dad, Kim, will go, Brett, I heard something. And I'll go through the whole house. Because if you don't go through the whole house, when you get back to bed, she'll say, did you check? No, I didn't check that. Oh. So I'll just go check everything. I knew a guy that one time, his wife said, Jeff, I heard a noise. And he said, you go, you're bigger than me. <laughs> I think they're still married, I'm not sure. <laughs> But it's about position and, and maintaining that. The mom's word there is teaching. And in the first five books of the Bible, what are they called? Anybody know? The Torah. And that word means law. The woman's teaching is about wisdom and the principles of life. So let's break this down. Dads, you're the man. You keep the house in authority, God's design and plan. I never let my kids backtalk my wife, never. If that happened, they got disciplined, period. They were not allowed to disrespect their mother. She never lets them disrespect me, never. If they did, they got disciplined. We grew up, when I grew up, my mom and dad, my dad is here today, they were endorsers of spanking I got them endorsed a lot my mom would give me hey I got you something 
You did? Yeah. It's one of those, and it's got a little red ball on it with a little string, ta-ting, ta-ting. Let me know when that thing breaks. You know why? Because it became the paddle. That's not good. But anyway, uh, it doesn't mean that moms can't be the authority, and you may be a single mom, so you know sometimes you have more on your shoulders, and that doesn't mean that you can't discipline. That doesn't mean that. Uh, I'm just staying or stating you know generality on, on some of that. But Paul told Timothy, this is what he said in the Bible: If you can't manage your own home in proper respect, then you shouldn't be given a position in the church. I mean, if you think about it, if you can't take care of your home, you're, you're not going to probably take care of things at the church. Different functions walked out together. They're both different, but they make a great team. They work well together, teaching and, uh, you know, being who we're supposed to be by God's design. So what's God saying? Proverbs 31, 26, 28, when she speaks, her words are wise and she gives instruction and kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. The NIV says it this way. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. If I want to look, and I just started looking at this, the word arise out of Hebrew means this, to become more powerful, to stand, to maintain oneself, to be established, to be confirmed. So she, you know, look at that, arise. So when they grow up, when your kids grow up, they're going to call mom, they're going to call you blessed because they see all the wisdom that you imparted. How many would say this? You don't really realize how smart your parents are until you become a parent. Or how much they protected you as a child and you think almost, oh, they're just, they're, they don't even understand. They're overbearing. Get with it. They're just, oh. And then you get kids and you're like, I kind of get it now. I mean, some of the times when we were, you know, I was just, we were talking to some of the team back there. We felt like we were trailblazers. We didn't have anybody to ask. We didn't know what to do other than we tried to guide ourselves and steer by the word of God and, and you know, just trying to, okay. And finding people of like-minded faith. And, and, you know, she homeschooled our children. I was the principal. She was the teacher. Sometimes I got to be the teacher, although I didn't do a good job. She would tell me, you're too easy on them because they would ask me questions. I would give them hints. You know, like say, Mal's taking a test. I'm just giving you an example. This probably wasn't one of those hints, but just to give you an idea how it was. Mal, do you know this answer? I said... Who was the first president? Say she didn't know. She knows. But say she didn't know. And I said, you know, these, uh, it rhymes with, and I would make up some word. And, you know, and she would, and then she would say, you know, Washington, George Washington. Yes. And write that down. <laughs> two plus two equals, it rhymes with door. <laughs> Four. And Kim would be like, you're pathetic. No, she wouldn't say that, but still, I mean, I, I, she, she taught them uh, things, and so, you know, she, she would put their schedule out, and, and, you know, she caught things that I never caught. Our son Sam, and he works for Pastor Gary full-time at Faith Life Church, um, you know, they had spelling. Sam turned in the same spelling list 17 times. 
He probably turned it into me. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for doing your spelling. He's like, guess who caught it? She did. So he had to work through the summer to catch up all his spelling. He was not happy. But you know what? Passionate mom said, oh, oh, oh. Turn in 17 times to me. That's not happening. You know, your two-year-old or six-year-old or even your teenager might not see it. But there is a scripture, and this too shall pass. They will see it. They will see the wisdom that you give. Just know this. When you're up to your ears in poopy diapers, toys everywhere, kids crying and screaming for juice, it is just a season, and it will pass. And one day, your investment will be seen. This is what will secure them. This is what will hold them. This is what they'll remember. This is why they'll call you blessed. Every night, my kids to this day, they... You know, if you ask them, who told you stories? I told them stories every night. I made up characters. I told them stories. We played games. We played Bible trivia. We would play it and play it until they'd laugh, and I'd make them go, you know, to, to bed. They would go happy knowing that Daddy loved Mommy, and, and all, at least in our world, was as right as we could make it. Let's look at the Bible for some examples. Timothy is a pastor, and Paul's giving him instruction, and he's writing him letters, actually two letters, if you look at your Bible, first and second Timothy, but Timothy was 16 years old when he was born again under Paul's ministry, 21, he was ordained by Paul to travel on the mission field, and so 21, now he's entered into ministry, but he was modeled it long before he entered in. Somebody say amen. At age 35, he was placed as the head pastor over the largest church in the world at that time was the church of Ephesus. So in this time frame, when he's in charge now, now he's a pastor, this is what's going on in the world. Sometimes we think, you know, my wife's saying the good old days, oh, remember back, and I'm not saying there weren't any good times, but the Bible says we should be living in some good times. Now, I don't care what things are going on outside. I mean, I do care, but God is greater. Is he not? Is he not bigger than that? During this time, uh, Nero was the emperor, and he was persecuting and killing Christians. As far as I know, in America, you still have free speech. And you're not getting killed. You might get persecuted. But there are a lot of things going on. So Paul is writing Timothy, and this is what it says, 2 Timothy 1, 5, and 8. I remember your genuine faith. You share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know the same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of timidity, uh, spirit of fear and timidity. I got that out. But of power, love, and self-discipline. So, uh, so never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord, and don't be ashamed of me either. Even though I'm in prison for him with the strength that God gives you, be ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news. There's a lot of stuff going on in there. Paul is recognizing, listen, I knew your mother and your grandmother. I know how you was raised. That's probably not great English, is it? I know. See, we were homeschooled. It was really one of the gooder decisions we ever made. I know how you was raised. But, you know, when I met Kim, she was raised well. She had great parents. Paul's telling Timothy, he knows what he's made of. He knew his mother and his grandmother. I knew what they placed in you. My dad's mom raised me and my sister a lot. I mean, we were with her a lot. Because both my parents worked. In other words, I, got, I, I, I have an idea how you were brought up. I know some of the foundation that was laid in you. 
Paul's telling Timothy that. He knows what is put in you, what was invested, not to quit. If there's one thing I think that my wife has seen in me, she's like, he doesn't stop. He will not quit. And it's not because I'm saying, look at me. It's just, it doesn't function well with me. I'm just, let's, let's take it. If I got to take the mountain, I want to take the mountain. Now, the thing that she needs and I have to work with her is, how are we going to take the mountain? I'm like, I don't know. Just get out of my way. Let me go get the mountain. So now I've had to, because I need ways to take the mountain. But I've trusted God since I was little. I mean, and I didn't even understand God, but I knew about God because I was raised in that. Not the way I've been raised now or not the way we raised our kids, but I had an awareness of God. Anybody else understand? You know there's an awareness. There's people that you talk to today. I know God. I get it. I know God. So does the enemy. We've got to get into that relationship and not just religion. So listen, so... Paul's reminding Timothy, hear me now, moms as well as dads, what you place in your child, what you place in your grandkids, the things that you influence them on, it's going to hold them through life if you do it from the word. Studies show that the first four years of life are the most important as they grow. Proverbs doesn't just talk about kids, it also talks about the husband. 31.28 says, her children stand and bless her, her husband praises her. His success will be tied to her as well. <clears throat> I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for Kim. She's not only stayed by my side through me being just stupid. You ever been stupid? Don't point. But she stayed right by me when, you know, just a few years ago when I was on the table in ICU. She was right there keeping me here on this earth. Listen to this story. During the city parade, the mayor and his wife are waving to the crowd. He sees her rival, well, his rival, her old boyfriend, the guy that runs the hardware store in town. He leans over to his wife and says, look, there's Jim. I'll bet you're glad you didn't marry him. She's, this is what she says. Well, if I did, he'd be mayor. <laughs> I want to stop for a second and just honor uh, my mom. Now, hopefully she's watching online. I don't know that it, she is, but I love you, mom. And I want to honor my mother-in-law, Charlotte. I, when I first met Charlotte, she just blew my socks off. I mean... You know, I, met, I, I was so excited because I had found Kim, and I met Charles, and Charles was extremely quiet. I mean, extremely. Did I say extremely? I would talk to him, and, and he might answer me in one word. He might go, yeah. And then sometimes he would talk, and then when he talked, then I got to talk with him. But he was such a great man, such a great man. The first time I ate over at Charlotte's house was life-changing <laughs> for real she gave they had hamburgers and she you know and what guy doesn't like hamburgers because it's meat so naturally being a carnivore this is a good thing so she i didn't get just one she gave me this plate had two major burgers on it that were just awesome looking full of fries and all kinds of stuff like that 
And then she said, and we have cold Pepsi in the fridge. Now, cold Pepsi, in my mind, when you talked pop, I always thought, because I only got pop a few times a year. My dad's here. We, we only got it. Wizard of Oz, when it was on once, we got the peanuts and those little, you know, all the Frosty and Rudolph. We might get pop then. On that, well, We didn't get pop a whole lot vacation, and we got Fago. They still make it, don't they? Because you get, you get Fago. But we didn't get really name brand. And if we did get it, we shared it. To get your own bottle of pop, you were high living. And so she said, she went in, and remember the glass Pepsi? You'd pop that, and that little steam would go, come out of there. Jesus would be drinking that. I mean, it was just like, and I remember Kim handing it to me. She goes, here. And I looked at her, and she's right here. I said, where's your glass? Who do I split this with? And she said, split it. And Charlotte goes, you don't have to split it. I said, I don't. She said, no. When you drink that, there's more in the refrigerator. It was awesome. I sat there and said, "Ah, God, you are in my life. You gave me food and gave me Pepsi, and Kim is beautiful. This is good. But, my, you know, my mom it was, is just, she's an amazing lady as well. We had so much fun with her. And uh, she has made, like, uh, I remember I, I deer hunted at their house when they lived in Cambridge, and she made the best deer that I can ever remember eating, and she made deer gravy. And I had a guy there from the church that I was on staff with. He wasn't on staff there, but he came to hunt. He gorged himself. He couldn't get enough of it. And that just made my mom real happy and it made me laugh because the guy couldn't even hardly get out of the table, man. He was just miserable. He was so full. But, um, you know, I, God has blessed me with the women that have impacted my life. My wife is so amazing. She's so smart. She's so witty. She didn't go to college, but if she would have, I really believe this. She is, she is smart. She, she figures, did you ever meet somebody that figures something out? Before the, the whole thing's done on the movie or, you know, she Sherlock's it or whatever. She already knows, like, that's going to be the bad guy. That's going to be, you know, she knows how, sometimes I'm like, mm. but she can figure all that out. If she would have went to college, she would have graduated with honors. I, I could almost guarantee she would have probably graduated summa cum laude. I went to college. I graduated, thank the Lord. But Kim's a visionary. She helps me put this puzzle together. She helps me keep things in line. She helps me take the mountain, so to speak. She's very passionate about God and his church. She doesn't know, if you've ever worked with Pastor Kim, she doesn't know the meaning of can't. I could tell her, I, I can't do that. It's like staring into the abyss of, she knows, like, what do you mean you can't? We'll find a way. If there's a will, there's a way. She will find a way or empower me to find a way. <laughs> but we will get it done. She is, uh, she's very detail-oriented. Any other ladies in there detail-oriented? She likes details. She likes to see excellence. Not, not asking for perfection, but for excellence. Do your best. That's all she's asking. Do your best. And that's how we, we tell our dream teamers. Do your best. Excellence. She's a mother of our five children. 
She's got wisdom. She's full of passion. And this is just me, but I think you guys ought to do it as well. I would love, and I have asked her, I'd, I, I would like to see her teach and preach more. Because she, she's got a lot to give. So go to her and tell her that sometime today. And maybe, just maybe, she'll hear the Lord tell her, you need to sing too, girl. Don't you tell me. He won't do it. Because that girl can sing. That's where Mallory gets that, man. But what Kim has sown in private, listen to me. When nobody heard of Kim Gleesman before, when nobody, what she has done in private, the hours upon hours that she has invested, just like probably my mom and Charlotte and, and any other mom in the building, those hours will be seen publicly, the fruit of their labor. Don't worry, Mom, if things aren't completely the way you them because they will see your investment. It will come to pass. Three things a mom oversees. She models a relationship with the Lord. My kids always saw my wife in the Word. They always saw her or me in the Word, but today's Mother's Day. I, I, I never have to worry about her. She is always in the Word. She would have, when they were, now listen to this, when they were sick or, or the enemy would attack, I didn't have to tell her. This is stuff she just did. She would turn on praise music and word. Uh, I don't know what that was called, but they would, they would just sing the word of God. They would sing the actual verses from the Bible. And I don't remember, but she would, she'd put a CD player in their room, turn that on, and you could barely hear it. But you know what she was doing? She was setting the atmosphere. She was putting that presence of God in there. She was saying like to the devil, don't you tell me, hey, 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 hey. You get your hands off my child. She would, she would set that. I didn't have to tell her that. She would do that. She would tell me, we need to have a family meeting. And the kids love those. Family meeting. <laughs> and we, so, but we would have them. We would have meetings about, you know, where we were going on vacation or if we were, you know, kids weren't acting right or things that needed to change around the household, things that we decided as a family to do. Or in, in ministry, we were each other's best friends. you got to understand, in ministry, we were, you know, we were going here and there. We didn't know people when we went to another town. It was just us. So we would have a family. My kids, their, their siblings, were, they were each other's best friends. The second thing, she was an officer of truth. She knew what was good for the kids. She had a spidey sense, if you will. Maybe a mommy sense, I don't know. but And she would jump in if needed. Nope, we're not doing that. We're, no, we're not doing that. Some, some of those things, I mean, you got to watch what your kids are watching, amen? We were just talking before we came out here. Sometimes we just think it's good. You, you might want to look before you say okay. Find out the premise of what they're talking about. We, got, we gave out spankings when needed. And we didn't like spankings, but listen, listen to me, moms and dads. Your kids need parents. You, they don't need you to be their best friend. They need you to be their mom and their dad. And they will end up leaning on you when they get older as best friends. Number three, mentoring. Teach them all you can. 
my kids saw my, my wife take care of me. They saw her bake. Not that, I'm not saying a woman has to be behind the oven. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying she found out stuff that the best, listen to this. She's only made it for me once. And, she, and this is why she said, because it's full of stuff that's probably not good for you. Biscuits and gravy. But I think Jesus would still eat it. She made me biscuits and gravy. It was the best I've ever had. Ever. It was, it was awesome. She made chicken and noodles, homemade chicken and noodles, and homemade mashed potatoes. Is that not like from heaven? It, it is like carb blowout, but you know. But, you know, there's times I remember sitting down to eat this. I, I waited all day. Couldn't wait to get because I knew she was making it. And the boys, I told the boys when we go to Grandma's house for Thanksgiving or come home and we knew Mom was cooking or Charlotte was cooking, I would... I was probably so bad. I'd teach them like they're bloodhounds. Put your nose near. Smell that? <laughs> They'd be like, oh, turkey, you know, or whatever. But I came, and I'm ready to eat this wonderful meal. And I sat down, and the boys are ready, man. They're, they're just awesome. They're ready. And I got a call. I had to go to the hospital to, to pray for someone. And so I, I had to leave right then. And, the, the, you know, the kids had to learn how to share me. And so they, were, they would be bummed, but Kim would wrapped the plate up and she she when i was coming back i'd uh and she just would have it hot she'd make it ready for me again if i got to eat when i came back we did things at our house that just brought respect we did a devotion every night for supper and that was our best time to do it and i made it fun and i made you know like the littlest would go get the book that was maddie she would get the book and her and sammy would sometimes fight over who got the book or he'd sneak it out and i didn't get it but it was all we'd go around the table what did you like and we did all a prayer when they went to bed and when they got older some of them went to bed at different times and but we all did the prayer at the earliest time the earliest one went to bed and we we kneeled around the bed and said the prayer and did all of that we just had so much fun moms are so important and sometimes you almost think moms are just like you know they don't pay i think she paid more attention than i you know i tried but she was just amazing. We sat at the table one time. I'll never forget this. We had green jello. Green. And I remember Zach saying something, and I was looking at Zach, and I just saw jello just smack him square in the face. <laughs> Kim had thrown it. And then he was like this, and then Sam was like, and the next thing you know, jello was flying. We picked up jello for months after that. But man, we laughed and laughed and laughed. We sure had fun. She uh, was amazing. She would answer their questions. You should, as a mentor, teach them all you can. You know how Mal learned to do praise and worship? Her mama. She'd get a bracelet, WWMD, what would mom do? Psalm 92, 12 through 15, she rubbed their back, said this every night. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. They shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall now, now, see, I'm saying that, and I'm getting all emotional, and I'm forgetting what I'm supposed to say. Uh, let's see. Shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to show that the Lord is upright. Here's our rock and our righteousness. There's no, there's no unrighteousness in him. The number one thing, Mom, you can bring is the word of God. Our kids saw the Bible come to life. They saw it with their own eyes. They saw God take care of us. We would pull our kids together in a family meeting and said, you know, this is what we're believing. I need you to believe this. And they didn't understand everything. We need 
right now, this is what daddy needs. We need $450. We need $450. And, and the boys were little, and I mean, Sammy was like, that's a lot of money, dad. Yeah, that's a lot of money, Sam. But God's big, and we need, would you guys pray that he's going to show us a way to do that? We didn't know how the kingdom worked like we know now, but we just believe we pulled our kids in and prayed. And we've been a tithing family. If you're not tithing, you are robbing God. And you just need to understand, you cannot outgive God. He's just, it's just amazing. So anyway, this is what we said. We believe that. I went to walk out the door, and taped on the door was an envelope said, to the man of God. Inside it was $500 cash. I don't, to this day, I don't know who put it there, and I don't know how they knew. If I was giving, if I got $500 cash, what's the tithe out of that? $50, what's left? I brought all the kids in and showed them that. Look at this, guys. And they were like, Sam goes, that's right, Dad, that is a lot of money. But we were able, to, and God did that, and they saw God do that, and we gave God the credit for that. There's nothing that can compare to that. Let them see God. 85% of the people come to Jesus between the ages of 4 and 14. They go to come to Jesus 15 and 30 is only 10% between those ages. Above 30, 4%. If you're an investor for the stock market, where would you invest? I'd invest in children between the ages when they're before they're four. Look at the return you'll get. But I want to tell you this morning that Satan has that same plan. It's no secret that he's targeting your children. It's his design. He is a liar. He's perverting everything about family. Uh, again, we live in a culture where men dress like women. You don't like the fact that you were born a woman? Well, maybe God didn't know what he was doing. Now you can be a man, or you can do this, or you can do that. You can hate me all you want, but it's wrong. His original design is right. He knows how strong and foundational that is. The enemy knows how that is. And it's our job as parents to oversee our children. And you need grace. And you won't always be right. We made mistakes. And guess what we did? We pulled our kids in and said, we did this wrong. Dad's sorry. I, I should have handled this different. Have you ever lost your temper? I had to apologize to him. But kids forgive so quickly, don't they? They copy what they see more than what they hear. Kids copy what they see more than what they hear. The boys learn how to take care of the mom and the wife by the example of the dad. The girls see how mom takes care of the dad by the example of the mom. So model what God has put in front of you. There's grace to do it. Raise your own children, if you can, to the best of your ability. That's something that is hard to delegate, because if I just guarantee you this, if you're not raising them, somebody is. And it, Satan wants it to be him, if we're honest. Thank God for godly mothers who take the wheel. Moms are fierce fighters. They'll fight for their kids. Charlotte used to say, oh, you don't mess with my kids or my grandkids because mama bear. You know, it's kind of like, you, you know, you, if you're the guy, you mess with the bull, you get the horns, you know. <clears throat> if you say, Brett, there's so many things I've, I've messed up, I've done wrong. Forget the past. Today's a new day. Move forward. That's the great thing about forgiveness in Jesus. Grandparents need to be involved. We've, our kids have had godly grandparents. 
um, my mom and dad um, and, uh, you know, her mom and dad, they've got to see people that loved God and they followed him. Some of the best times that I can remember are really times with our family. Some of the times I've laughed the hardest has been with times with my family. My, my father has cracked me up more times than... Now, does your, I'm going to tell the story and then I'm going to close. Promise. It's 1139. Give me three minutes and we're done. All right? And we're going by New York time. No, I'm serious. Uh, we, you know, mom and dad lived in Florida. And they came to the house and they would stay at the house sometimes four, five, six weeks, seven weeks. Sometimes, you know, and they'd stay and then they'd go back to Florida. Uh, but he'd come in and, and so we would play euchre. So dad and Zach would be partners and me and Sam would be partners. And my dad, he can trash talk with the best of them. And he'll just try to get under your skin, trash talk you. Uncle John, you know how that is. He'll, he'll try to tell you anything, whatever. He came in one time, and Sam and I were just really doing well. And he, Dad comes out, he goes, hang on, boys. And he leaves. Now, I know this is Mother's Day, but this was so funny. He, he walks out, he comes back in. He said, I got my lucky hat on. Never been beat with this hat on. Can't be beat with this hat on. You boys are in for a whipping. Sits down. We deal the cards. We beat him like 10 hands to nothing. My dad took that hat, threw it across the room. He said, I hate that hat. That hat's never brought me good luck. My kids fell off their chairs laughing so hard. We laughed until our sides hurt. My mom would come in, and we would just have so much fun. She was, and I really, sometimes I, I give my mom credit because I thought she cannot be this oblivious to what they're doing. We would get her attention, and the whole time the other kids are sticking straws in her hair. And she acts like she doesn't even know it until she's got like porcupine head, and we are just cracking up. We've been to restaurants, and they're talking to her. They're putting napkins on her head. Now, they're not trying to disrespect her, but she just made it fun, and they just laughed and laughed. And that's one of the things they loved about it. She would just play and have fun with them. You cannot diminish what a mom will do for her kids. So this morning as we close, I commend you, mothers. I just thank you so much for your investment. You will see it. You will see it. I'm, I know my sister's here, and she's got some amazing stories. Oh, we have from our childhood, but even from her children, some of the things she's told me, would just, we would just laugh and laugh and laugh. But God is going to make himself strong. How many believe that? It's going to be a good day, and the days coming are going to even be better. I don't care what the world is doing in Jesus. In him, we live, we move, we have our being. Come on, somebody make a joyful night. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Father, in the name of Jesus, with every head bowed and every eye closed, God, we honor mothers today on this wonderful day. If you're here this morning, whether you're a mom, dad, or child, aunt, uncle, brother, mother, grandparent, if you've never given your heart to Jesus or you want to come back to him, today is your day. Just lift your hand up and we want to pray with you. Yes, yes. Anybody online, just go ahead and raise a hand for where you're at. Let's say this prayer together. Dear Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. From this day forward, I'll do my best to serve you. Thank you for forgiving me. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen.